A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep-fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It is March 17th, 2021, and my name is Josh Scramlin. Now, what many may not realize is that agriculture actually has a huge part in the brewing process because so many of the grains that go into the beer that you drink are grown by Wisconsin farmers. For the Potosi Brewing Company in Grant County, the beer actually begins and ends with agriculture. That's according to brewery president, Dave Fritz. Well, once the malt is done with its work in the brewery, which is basically we've taken the starches and sugars out that we want, it's pumped out into a into, into some type of a container or a wagon or a truck, and then we have a local farmer that takes the product and then blends it with whatever supplements they want and feed it to their cattle. And it's a it's a it's a great product. It's a great filler. Fritz says another way their brewing process is impacted by farming is that their brewing equipment is actually made by a dairy equipment manufacturer in Lafayette County. So while you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day today, keep Wisconsin agriculture in mind as you're celebrating today having a beer along with that corned beef. We've got a lot ahead. Karen Geffert, the Executive Director of Governmental Relations for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, is going to join us. Today is the final day to sign up for their Ag Day at the Capitol. The actual event is a week from today, but the sign-up deadline is today. So Karen Geffert will be joining me in just a moment. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair. And for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through, and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Attorney advisement from Longo Legal PLLC. Attention farmers. Recent studies have linked the commercial herbicide Paraquat with a significant increase in Parkinson's disease. If you or a loved one were exposed to Gramoxone or any other Paraquat-containing herbicides at work or on a farm and then developed Parkinson's disease, you may be entitled to financial compensation, and you have the right to take action. Call Longo Legal today for a free consultation. 844-900-DRUG. That's 844-900-DRUG. Non-attorney spokesperson. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. 
Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. One right of spring in Wisconsin over the past 20 plus years has been Ag Day at the Capitol. Bob Bolsold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, about 180 miles from Ag Day at the Capitol. But uh, Josh, it sounds like a lot of other people are going to be miles away from the Capitol, even though we still are having Ag Day at the Capitol, right? <laughs> miles away, but you'll be able to attend right from the comfort of your own home. That's right, Bob. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And as you know, Ag Day at the Capitol is something that the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation puts on each and every year. And normally it's a day where you see a bunch of farm trucks roll in and park outside of the state Capitol in Madison. Now, because of the pandemic, it will be happening virtually. But when I caught up with Karen Geffert, who is is the executive director of governmental relations for Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. She says that these discussions with lawmakers, even though you're not face-to-face, are still incredibly important. And there's a lot of issues that they're wanting to tackle this year in light of the pandemic and all the disruptions that we've seen in agriculture. Well, we've had the governor give his budget address, and that gave us a good indication of how much attention he's paying to agriculture and, and I think for uh, our farmers across the state, that's good news that we've got a lot of priority issues that, um, that the governor is recognizing that agriculture really cares about. So we're still trying to hone in on all the details from that, um, that budget release and, and the announcement. Um, but a lot of them are carryovers from last session that many of them passed the assembly and then just stalled in the Senate with the, uh, the timing from the COVID pandemic in March. Of course, there's all these issues. It's tough to focus in on one, but something that comes to my mind because it's been catching a lot of headlines lately is truth and labeling. Is that going to be a focus? Yeah. So that was something that we talked about last year, and that's definitely something that we are are working on and we care a lot about. Our Our farmers care a lot about. So we'll be talking about that. Although that isn't included in the budget, that's something outside of the budget it's still going to be a priority topic. A couple of things that are probably not surprises that are in the budget that, you know, we haven't come up with our, our official list of topics, but I can talk about some of the things that I think across the board are pretty common sense for ag, and you'll see a lot of these in our discussions on Ag Day at the Capitol, but producer-led watershed grant programs, you know, we've had a lot of conversation about water. This is an opportunity for uh, incentives for farmers, for em- Uh, putting in conservation practices from the farm level up instead of that regulatory framework that goes from the government down to farmers. So that's something we definitely want to uh, see funded. The governor put additional money in there, and we we appreciate that, and that's something that has been very successful with our members. Um, Lots of conversation about water, water stewardship certifications, um, you know, looking at uh, a variety of different uh, groundwater type initiatives, uh, well testing and remediation grants. Those are all, um, you know, very water focused. And then we get into, you know, how do we support our agriculture industry? Um, we've got some, uh, some legislation and, and in the governor's budget on export of dairy products and other ag export products and uh, trying to bolster those in the coming years and setting benchmarks to redoing that uh, grant programs for dairy processors, and then um, a variety of other items. So, And those fall into the University of Wisconsin system. So maintaining funding for the Dairy Innovation Hub, that was implemented in the last budget. We're super appreciative for that. 
We're really excited about the research and proposals that they're doing, and we think that that can be great for our dairy industry continuing to stay on the cutting edge of being competitive in the marketplace. So, you know, those are those are just a couple. There are there are quite a few more, and the, and those are just in the budget, and that doesn't even touch some of the uh, legislation that that we know is likely going to come back from last session. That again, just didn't make it. Uh, just didn't make it through the Senate. The registration deadline for Ag Day at the Capitol is today. The actual event is a week from now. Something, though, that is going to work out in your benefit by having it later than you normally would is the governor's budget has been released. Everybody has time to digest it. And then when farmers meet with those lawmakers, you know, they really have a lot of ground to stand on with these issues because they can say, well, not only do I care about it, but it's in the governor's budget. So obviously it's a big deal that we care about this. Absolutely. And uh, with the fact that we have Ag Day at the Capitol in a virtual format, I think that it is a prime time to talk about access to broadband and something that is in the governor's budget. He has declared 2021 the year of broadband. We couldn't be more pleased with that. This is an issue that we know our farmers have been talking about, our rural residents have been talking about uh, for years, and the pandemic and everyone working from home virtual schooling, and the inequity in access to broadband has just been exacerbated. And it is something that we need to talk about. We need to talk about the fact that our farmers need this to operate their businesses and to be competitive in the marketplace. Our rural residents need this in order to work from home or have children virtual schooling. And it is, it is the pandemic has pretty much brought this up and said, this is no longer a luxury. This is a necessity. And so we have to talk about that and how that impacts our farms and what better way to do that during a virtual Ag Day at the Capitol. So kind of a, a great segue. That it is, Karen. You know exactly how this works. Karen Geffert is along with us. She is Wisconsin Farm Bureau's Executive Director of Governmental Relations. So if I'm somebody that is going to attend this event and I'm trying to figure out what it's going to look like, what will the Ag Day at the Capitol look like this year if I were to hop on on March 24th and attend the event? So I can walk you through that. So the program is, if you go to the Farm Bureau's website and you go to um, our events page and Ag Day at the Capitol, that will give you some additional detailed information. It also includes the link on where you can go to register. So in order to participate, you will need to register ahead of time. That registration deadline is March 17th. So we've got, you know, a little less than a month here. But when um, when you register, you'll get an email with a confirmation. And then throughout the month of March, we will be sending out updates and information topics for Ag Day, and then the issue briefings that our members and our our farmers from across the state usually get when they go in person, they'll have that a few days ahead of time. Um, But the day of the event, we're going to start at 9 o'clock, and we will have the the governor provide a welcome. He's going to pre-record a welcome message for us and talk a little bit about the ag provisions in his budget. We will have a pre-recorded message from Secretary-designee Randy Romanski from DACAP talking about the importance of agriculture and uh, likely highlighting some of those ag priorities in the governor's budget that are uh, within the DACAP wheelhouse. And then we'll have some conversation and some briefings on some of the topics. And those will be, you know, a lot of the things that I talked about earlier. And then, um, you know, the the plan is that we wrap up about 11 o'clock. That's a shortened program uh, by a little bit, it's just really hard to ask people to sit in front of a computer for three hours and listen to briefing materials. So we're going to condense, still give some really great content, but just condense that 
um, into making it really, uh, really thorough and um, highlighting what we send in our briefing materials to our registrants ahead of time. And then at 1130, we're going to ask members to uh, schedule a virtual appointment with their legislator for the Farm Bureau's part in this. Our district coordinators um, in some areas are setting those meetings up. For other commodity groups, normally they set those up on their own with their members, with their elected officials. So, um, you know, that's going to be up to each of the different participants as to how they decide to set those meetings up with legislators. Okay, so just so we're clear on how the lawmaker meetings are going to work, it's up to the producer, the farmer themselves to actually set up the meeting, whether it be over the phone or through Zoom or Google meetings or whatever it is. Right. So I would say check with your commodity group first or your general farm organization and see if there's an already scheduled or going to be a group meeting that's going to be happening. And if there isn't, then, um, you know, then I would say call your legislative office and try to make an appointment. For people that are listening and saying, ah, I, I, I don't want to do a Zoom meeting, you know, I don't want to set up a meeting with my lawmaker, maybe you could explain it better than me. When a farmer is sitting face to face with a legislator, they are really listening. I mean, you are your own best spokesperson. You're absolutely right. Um, when farmers take the time to leave their farms, and put their farms in someone else's hands to come to the Capitol and advocate for what they need, lawmakers pay attention. And that is incredibly powerful. And unfortunately, this year with the, uh, the COVID situation, we can't come in person. But it is still very impactful to have a group of, you know, 8, 10, 12 farmers taking the time out of their day to talk to their lawmakers about what their challenges are, what would help them on their farms, what would help them grow uh, and enhance their farm businesses. And legislators want to hear it. They really do. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Okay, let's do some housekeeping. So registration, deadlines, what do people need to know before I let you go? So the event will be held on a YouTube live station. And so uh, when you register uh, a couple days before the event, you'll get that link. So we don't have a limitation on how many people can attend. So we hope that that number is the biggest we've ever had. Um, what a great opportunity. The cost is free. So anybody can tune in. There is no cost. So hopefully that should incentivize people to tune in, engage, learn about the topics that we're talking about for agriculture this year, and then make an appointment with your legislator in the afternoon to talk about those topics. All right. Awesome. That is Karen Geffert. She is the executive director of governmental relations for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. This year's Ag Day at the Capitol is going to be taking place March 24th. And if you'd like all the details, you can get those by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. The registration deadline is today, March 17th. The event, like I said, is exactly one week from today. So if you want to partake in Ag Day at the Capitol this year, get going on that ASAP. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Attorney advisement from Longo Legal PLLC. Attention farmers. Recent studies have linked the commercial herbicide Paraquat with a significant increase in Parkinson's disease. If you or a loved one were exposed to Gramoxone or any other Paraquat-containing herbicides at work or on a farm and then developed Parkinson's disease, you may be entitled to financial compensation, and you have the right to take action. Call Longo Legal today for a free consultation. 844-900-DRUG. That's 844-900-DRUG. Non-attorney spokesperson.
Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Farming is tough enough, as you know. Your 2021 Planted Acres report doesn't have to be. With TopCon's data management platform, TAP, you can submit your Planted Acres report right from your computer. And you don't have to have any TopCon gear in your tractors. Signing up is free. And TopCon's TAP can handle your planting data electronically from any of the major planting solutions available. Learn more at CropReporting.com. It's that easy. This is Jeff Dunn from Dunn's Import in Middleton. Let's talk about the 100,000-mile syndrome. All cars get it. Many systems last 100,000 miles, and then they need replacing. Timing belts, water pumps, valve cover gaskets, spark plugs, etc. This is a two dollars to $4,000 time frame in most cars' lives. Sometimes it starts at 90, sometimes it starts at 120, but it always happens. If you're buying used, keep this in mind when it comes to price and value. Call Dunn's Import in Middleton for a buyer's inspection first. He can smell fried cheese curds from 15 miles away. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. It is time now for your Compier Financial Ag Weather Update with Stu Muck. And with that, we bring in the man himself. Stu, good morning. How's it going in your neck of the woods? Hey, it's going just fine. Josh, how about with you? It's going pretty good. It's not snowing in Madison, but I was just kind of looking at the radar around the state. It looks like we're getting snow in some parts, but other parts kind of dry at the moment. Yep, that's it. The western and far northwest parts of the state, oh, even on into the central, north-central part of the state, seeing a little rain. Low pressure is going to move from southern Missouri to southern Illinois. It will bring some precipitation around, but there's going to be a noticeable difference between La Crosse and Mauston and the rest of our area, Madison, Beaverdam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, a lot warmer and less precipitation in the west and a little cooler and a little more precipitation east. I'll have forecast details right after this. Attorney advisement from Longo Legal PLLC. Attention farmers. Recent studies have linked the commercial herbicide Paraquat with a significant increase in Parkinson's disease. If you or a loved one were exposed to Gramoxone or any other Paraquat-containing herbicides at work or on a farm and then developed Parkinson's disease, you may be entitled to financial compensation and you have the right to take action. Call Longo Legal today for a free consultation. 844-900-DRUG. That's 844-900-DRUG. Non-attorney spokesperson. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compere Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. It's Josh Gramlin along with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. So Stu, what do we need to know going into today? Well, today, especially in the south and eastern part of Wisconsin, cloudy skies, a little rain and snow. It could be a few snowflakes, lacrosse and Boston as well. Temps today 
in the upper 30s, but low 40s. Lacrosse and Mauston with winds becoming northeast at 5. A little rain snow ending from southwest to northeast late tonight. Less than an inch if anything accumulates. Nighttime lows in the mid-30s with stronger northeast winds, 10 to 20, gusting to 25. Morning clouds on Thursday, clearing a bit in the day. Mid and upper 40s. Mid 40s most areas, upper 40s lacrosse. Mauston, northeast winds 12 to 25, gust to 40. And then by Friday with sunny skies, Everybody around 50, even warmer in the West. In the 50s with sun for Saturday, Josh, sounding a lot nicer to wrap up the week. All right, that's Stu Muck, and I'm Josh Scramlin. When's the last time you reviewed your motorcycle insurance policy? You should call Prairie Land Insurance. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009, Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. Prairie Exterior, now that's impressive. The roofing, gutter, siding, and window team transform the look of your home. Superior service without compromising. Online at prairieexteriors.com. Prairie Exterior, now that's impressive. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. TomsAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland. A stone's throw from McDonald's. Attorney John Rihala. Car crashes happen in an instant. A distracted driver crosses the center line into your lane, or road construction makes everyone stop except for the truck in your rearview mirror. Life changes in that moment, and now the world feels very different. We can help you. At Clifford and Rihala, our experienced attorneys know that someone badly injured in a crash can feel confused and even overwhelmed by everything that follows. Doctor's appointments, bills, missed work, and maybe an insurance company calling and pressuring you to settle right now before you even know what your injuries are. Call us. Clifford and Rihala is ready to help you, and we won't stop fighting until we reach your maximum recovery. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings, 
The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage, save your sanity, save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. So are we satisfied then with the punch of Jim or I'm Jamal of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Dillon looked very good, especially in that Tennessee Titans game. But moving forward, is this the answer moving forward? I mean, you have you have kind of a two different backs here. You have the thunder and lightning, uh, if you will, of the what was that Lendell White and Chris Johnson. To a degree. To a degree. Um yeah. <laughs> Until Lendell White got on the Eddie Lacy plan before oh, Eddie Lacy made it his plan. Yeah, that man blew up. Like, well, remember Lendell like White, hundreds of pounds in one We season. had the update. He he got off of uh, Patron. Remember, when I had that story, Rowdy, a couple weeks ago that Lendell White dropped like thirty pounds by just stopping drinking Patron. So, anyways, but we have the <laughs> we have the thunder and lightning punch now, or hopefully we have it. Is this what we're uh, satisfied with going forward? Or do you think the Packers are going to have to do something here to uh, sure up that backfield? I, I like. What I saw near at near the end of the season out of uh, uh, Dylan, you you saw him start to see the field a little better. I think. I mean, he looked like he at least was punishing tacklers whenever he was going straight up the field. He wasn't the guy who was trying to make somebody miss. He was trying to hurt you for getting in his way. I'm gonna hurt you. And it it seemed like you could put the ball in his hands and pick up that first down in the short yardage situations. I feel like even if you just look at the backfield and you don't even uh you don't even analyze AJ Dillon and you just look at the fact that the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones for four more years, you should in theory, if Aaron Jones stays healthy, should have a good running back whether AJ Dillon becomes anything or not for the mm-hmm. next 3 years if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah that's And a good now point. you add AJ Dillon into that, he's the 6 foot 250 pound guy that's going to run between the tackles. You saw <laughs> him really yeah. featured in just one game against the Titans where he ran all over in the in the snow game. He was running wild, right? But I mean, when you go back and look at his combine numbers, he put up some pretty damn good combine numbers when it came 
to his 40, his shuttle times, his bench press, all of it for a guy that's six foot 250. Wasn't he the most used running back in the NCAA for Boston College? He was. Right behind, wasn't it? it was, like it was him JT, and, like, yeah, him and right Jonathan Taylor him? have the biggest usage in college coming out. Yeah, AJ Dillon was the most used back in college when he, uh, before the, you know, his final year. Before and that he was came the out. knock on him, but look at Jonathan Taylor. He looked uh, pretty good as a rookie. Yeah. Obviously, AJ Dillon didn't really get to play, but what we saw, there was nothing that you could say, well, well I mean, he's going to he, be a bust. He beasted on Derrick Henry. I know they don't play on the field at the same time, but that was awesome to see. Look at this. Uh, to Rowdy's point, AJ Dillon. I'm looking at Pro Football Reference. Six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds. I click on Aaron Jones. Five nine, two hundred and eight pounds. We got the thunder well, and I think, lightning. I think we're kind of stressing a lot right now that it's you know this thunder and lightning. You're going to have Aaron Jones on the outside. You're going to have AJ Dillon on the inside, and Aaron Jones is going to catch all the passes. Uh, AJ Dillon is shown in college a little bit at the combine and a tad this year. That he can catch the football too. He's mm-hmm. he, he's not he's not a goat pause. No, he, 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 he can he, catch he, it a little bit too. Yeah. So I think uh, to your point, right? He had two catches for twenty one yards. And I mean, yeah, average. that's tiny. But he, size. but he barely Great played. Average. But he barely played. He barely played. But he, he has shown in the past that he can catch the football too. So it's not necessarily hundred yeah. percent that he's only going to be the running back. Because when they targets? had nice. Jamal Williams and uh, Aaron Jones, both those guys showed that they could catch the football, and that was a. Uh, Pretty re- rewarding for the Packers' offense. Okay, small sample size, but we're going to go with it. Two targets, two catches, 21 yards. That's good for 10.5 yards a catch, and his catch rate, 100%. The dude's got, uh, to Rowdy's point, he does not have goat hands. He's got the immaculate hands. Well, if they if they play A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones roughly kind of like they played the Jamal Williams-Aaron Jones tandem, I wouldn't be surprised if A.J. Dillon had 20, 25 catches. I mean, he's good enough to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen, dude, he has shown nothing but, I mean, besides, well, he also caught the Rona, so he's three for three. So he's got, dude, this guy can catch everything, man. This guy's a baller. I'm excited to see what A.J. Dillon can do because when we first drafted him or the Packers first drafted him, I think we all, I mean, did you like the pick at the time or was it, because last draft seemed like a head scratcher for a lot of things. In hindsight, I guess they knew what they were doing, I guess, like taking Aaron Jones giving the deal, say goodbye to you know Jamal Williams, and then having AJ Dillon the sauce be the guy. At the time of the draft, I thought the second round for AJ Dillon was a reach. I thought he was probably closer to a third round value. Now, if Gutekunst knew that he was going to be losing Aaron Jones, he can smell fried cheese curds from fifteen miles away. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. We'll take a look at what is happening in your agribusiness news in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at what happened on this day in history. Well, like I said earlier, today is March 17th, which means that it is St. Patrick's Day. And it was on this day in 461 A.D. that St. Patrick himself died. And get this, the first ever St. Patrick's Day parade to happen in the U.S. actually happened in 1737 in Boston when homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military decided to have a parade. And then the party went global in 1995 when the Irish government began a large-scale campaign to market St. Patrick's Day as a way of driving tourism and showcasing Ireland's many charms to the rest of the world. And as we know, even though most of us are not Irish and don't have anything to do with St. Patrick's Day, we certainly 
certainly take it as an excuse to have a little fun. So happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And whatever you do, make sure to do it responsibly. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at what is happening in your agribusiness news. I'm sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk taking a look at what is happening in your world on a Wednesday. There is a new leader within the sheep and wool industry here in the state of Wisconsin. Becky Merringer has been selected as the state director of the Wisconsin Make It With Wool program. Becky is a resident of Dane County, and along with her husband and three young sons, they raise Romney sheep for breeding stock, wool, and meat. So, Becky, for somebody that has never heard of the Wisconsin Make It With Wool program, how would you explain it? Sure. So the Wisconsin Make It With Wool program is a statewide program open to all Wisconsin residents that are interested in sewing or fashion design using wool and wool blend fabric. It's a one-day competition, so contestants select their garments, they construct them, and then they come to the Make It With Wool style show where they model it in front of judges, and they're judged on appropriateness to the contestant's lifestyle, their coordination of fabric, and their use of wool and then how it was constructed. The judges are looking for correct sewing techniques as well as creativity and how they incorporated different uh, methods of using wool in their construction. So essentially the program is the competition, which is going to be held later this year. We'll get to the details on that in a second. But there's different categories of competition, right? Yes. So there's a garment competition and the novelty competition. So for the garment competition, it's broken down by age, different divisions by age. And entrants can enter one, two, or three-piece ensembles that have wool content in their garments. And then the novelty competition includes slippers, purses, scarves, any other accessories that might complement a garment, and even wall hangings or hooked rugs, anything that promotes wool and its versatility. If somebody wants to enter into this Wisconsin Make It With Wool competition, what's the deadline or any other housekeeping things like that that we should know about? So the show this year is on Saturday, September 11th, and contestants have from now until August 8th to enter the competition. And I highly recommend that before contestants even start to sew, that they send me a sample of their fabric because the fabric needs to be tested by a state lab to confirm that the wool itself is at least 60% wool or a wool blend. And after they get confirmation back, they can go ahead and create their entry. And like I said, it's due um, before August 8th, the entry form. They can go to WisconsinSheepAndWoolFestival.com, click on competitions, and then the drop-down menu of Make It With Wool to find all the rules and the entry form to enter. Becky Merringer is along with us right now. So, Becky, let's pivot from your new position and the Wisconsin Make It Wool competition to the overall wool and sheep industry here in our state because it's very underrated and it's a very quality industry. We have a great Wisconsin Sheep Breeders Cooperative, which encourages shepherds throughout the state to do both, or I shouldn't say both, three different things with their sheep. We can raise our sheep for meat, we can raise our sheep for wool, and we also have a thriving dairy industry here in Wisconsin. And I think the fiber arts community here in Wisconsin is alive and well, and I think that's due in part to the eat local, buy local movement. Um, People want to know where their food is coming from, and they also want to know where their fiber is coming from. So it's that same get to know your farmer, get to know your shepherd, and making them that connection of where their fiber is coming from. Yeah, that's what I've always been fascinated by. One animal, three products, that's something that's always overlooked. But when it comes to your new role, one of the biggest things you have to do is you promote 
wool as an overall product? Wool is a great, it's a great fiber to use because it's a renewable resource, right? So our sheep grow a new fleece every year. It's natural material. It's not synthetic, and it's biodegradable. So when most people think of wool, we think of it as using it as an outer coat for our winter wear, right? Because it's warm, it insulates. But wool is great to use as a summer um, material also because it helps wick wick away moisture from our body. The wool actually retains about 30% of moisture as it wicks it away from your body. So it's going to keep you feeling cool even on really, really hot days. Um, Wool is a great durable fabric and fiber mostly because the fibers themselves can bend about 20,000 times before they break. It's antimicrobial, so it makes it odor-resistant. Wool is great for dyeing. You know, we love our natural colors of our wool, right? We've got our natural whites all the way to silvers and creams and blacks. But wool takes dye really well, so we can make it a wide range of colors, which is great for marketability. And then wool is also flame-resistant, does not burn. So it's great to use in mattresses and pillows and drapes and upholstery. So, you know, when we think of wool, we think of, you know, grandma's yarn stash, right? But wool wool really has so many applications other than just clothing. That is Becky Merringer. She was just recently named the new state director of the Wisconsin Make It With Wool program. If you'd like to get the application and all the details on how to apply for that, you can do so by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. Becky's contact info is also on our website, so if you have any questions, you can reach out to her directly. And with that now, let's go ahead and take a look at your opening markets from Chicago. Cash corn is going to start in the green. It's up four and three quarters of a cent at five fifty-four and a quarter. And new crop corn is in the red. It's down a penny at four seventy-seven and three quarters of a cent. May beans are at fourteen twenty-three and a quarter. That is up three and three quarters of a cent. And November beans are at twelve forty-five even. That is up a penny. As for your wheat markets, they're both in the green right now. May wheat is up two pennies at six forty-seven, and September wheat is at six thirty-six and a quarter. That is actually unchanged. As for your dairy markets, butter is down a half a cent at 171. Black cheddar is unchanged at 180 and cheddar barrel is up a quarter of a cent at 154 and a quarter. As for your class 3 fluid milk contracts, they're both in the red at the moment. April milk is down 13 cents at 1739 and May milk is down 8 pennies at 1810. Do not forget that you can register to become a volunteer rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service by going to cocoraz.org. That's C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S And then just real quick, we're going to take a look at current temps and conditions around the state. Thanks to our friends at Compure Financial right now. It's 32 and cloudy in Madison. It is snowing and it is 30 degrees in Eau Claire. It is cloudy and 34 in La Crosse. It's 27 and partly cloudy in Green Bay. There are snow flurries and it's 30 degrees in Wausau. And then it is 32 and cloudy in Oshkosh. But I will tell you that things do get a little bit better as the week goes on. Friday, it's going to be 48 and sunny in Green Bay. It's going to be 54 and sunny on Saturday in Green Bay. It's going to be 57 and sunny on Saturday in La Crosse. And it is going to be 57 degrees and sunny on Saturday in Eau Claire. So a big shift coming in the weather. But uh, hey, it's Wisconsin in March. We should be used to it at this point in time. Again, that is courtesy of our friends at Compure Financial. And as always, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, I'm Josh Scramlin. Hold on just a second. Our friends at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board stop by our studio in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Attorney John Rihala. Car crashes happen in an instant. A distracted driver crosses the center line into your lane, or road construction makes everyone stop, except for the truck in your rearview mirror. Life changes in that moment, and now the world feels very different. We can help you. At Clifford & Rihala, our experienced attorneys know that someone badly injured in a crash can feel confused and even overwhelmed by everything that follows. Doctor's appointments, bills, missed work, and maybe an insurance company calling and pressuring you to settle right now before you even know what your injuries are. Call us. Clifford and Rihala is ready to help you, and we won't stop fighting until we reach your maximum recovery. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Save now during Johnson Tractor's Land to Lawn sales event. Now through March 31st, save on select Case IH Genuine Parts. 45% off select sweeps, 20% off filters, 10% off all OEM lubricants, 15% off most other parts. View the entire Land to Lawn savings catalog at johnsontractor.com and stop in to save on genuine Case IH parts and more. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. One step closer to the growing season of 2021, and let's talk about it. And what else is happening that you can stay involved with? It's our Wisconsin Soy Pod Update, brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Of course, you can always stay up up to date on what's happening with Wisconsin soybeans at badgerbean.com, coolbean.info, Dr. Sean Connolly's site that will provide you with all kinds of great agronomic information as we get rolling. Joining us today is Tony Melanthine. He is the president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association and a fellow that's been active with the association for a while now. Tony, tell people how you got involved with the Wisconsin Soybean Association, because I think it's kind of an interesting story. Right. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Pam. Uh, So I got involved a number of years back. I did a program called that uh, the American Soybean Association jointly with Corteva um, puts on called the Young Leader Program. Uh, it's a, a group of, you know, young leaders, um, whether it's, you know, y- young in leadership, not young in age. You know, I think we need to stress that. Um, just get together um, from across the country. I think there's about 40 of us representing 25 different states, and we kind of made lifelong friends there, and then that was my first stepping stone into um, leadership at the soybean level. Had you done anything before that, Tony, and what kind of intrigued you into putting your toe in the water with leadership? You know, I I was active on our county farm management club, but um, nothing compared to what the association does. As far as what piqued my interest, I'll just be honest, policy just has always kind of piqued my interest, and I found this as one way to, uh, you know, kind of morph not just policy but agriculture into one. 
and that's that's what piqued my interest. And it doesn't hurt that when you're a long le- young leader, you get an all-expense-paid trip to uh, – <laughs> The Commodity Classic. So. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, this year, that's going to be all via your virtual screen, but your point's well taken. Tony Melanthine along with us. Uh, he is the president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. What we really want to stress to people, Tony, is despite the pandemic and, uh, you know, the concern about our health, both physically and mentally, staying engaged in the process is still really important. When you talk to other members, help them understand what the direct benefits are by just staying involved in the association. Right. And I think that's one thing. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that that we really don't know, you know, both in our state's capital and our nation's capital. Um, you know, some of the benefits, and, and I'll be honest, we, we work on behalf, and, and our benefits usually go to all soybean farmers, whether you're a, you're a member or not. But without our membership, we cannot be funded to do this because, as you know, absolutely no checkoff dollars can go into policy work. So some of the things we've been able to accomplish, um, you, you know, we, we were able to work with our state legislature and and provide some relief to farmers who were hit hard during the pandemic. Uh, you know, we're active, you know, constantly active with our Department of Agriculture and, and communicating with them the importance of having all technologies available to us when it comes to weed control systems. You know, our, our State Department of Agriculture has been great as far as that goes, and, and they tip their hat to our farmers, and I want to tip our, my hat to our farmers, too, they said the reason dicamba is not an issue with them is because Wisconsin soybean farmers have been using it responsibly. So as long as we remain that responsible use, um, you know, I, I think that'll be a technology that, that we're able to keep in our back pocket. You know, and what I really noticed too, Tony, about people that stay involved with the Wisconsin Soybean Association is the the constant dialogue. You're telling a story. It doesn't have to be a particular issue per se, but just by telling a story, you can inform other people that may be working on projects or issues down the road. You're a perfect example. You get multiple phone calls now that they recognize you as a soybean leader. That's not something that just goes away. No, it's not. You know, at the end of March here, we'll be doing our our virtual hill visits um, out in D.C. You know, we'll we'll be in the luxury of our own homes, but uh, we'll be online meeting with our senators and representatives and and setting these up. And beforehand, you know, I I'm in Congressman Ron Kine's district, and his office has reached out to me and you know said, hey, can we chat one on one before these meetings just to get a little background and. And I think that's something that, that gets lost, and, and we don't talk about a whole lot, but there's, there's a number of individuals um, that have been active in the State Soybean Association who, who are on the top of a phone call list to some of our, whether it be state or national representatives, um, when it comes to whether they have a question about a specific policy or just want to chat and say, hey, this is, this is where the tides are. What are your guys your guys' thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing, Tony, Tony Melanthin, along with us uh, from Northwest Wisconsin, president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, 
the other thing that I want to stress is it's not a one and done, your involvement with the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Yes, we'll have the uh, virtual meetings. Yes, we want you to listen in on the board meeting if you're interested. Even Commodity Classic. Those events are wonderful, and we very much look forward to a future Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. But staying involved in what the association's gotten going, uh, maybe it is a local meeting, maybe it's a field day, uh, maybe it's just touch and base at coolbean.info. Staying engaged in that process is an important part of membership activities. Absolutely, and one thing I'd, I'd like to talk about is just that once you become involved, you meet, you know, lifelong friends and the networking available when you become involved no matter how involved involved you are whether you you want to run for a board or just be an active member you know you'll create friends across the state and across the nation and you can bounce ideas off them and you know talk maybe a little more candidly about your operation than than you do to some of your neighbors and you know I'll be honest that's that's really helped me out I've I've talked to some friends that I have and We've tried some new things on our farm, and you know we keep doing them because they they make us money. And and without this networking, you know we we probably would not be doing that. Well, and just the sheer numbers. I mean, there's fewer and fewer farmers. Period across the United States, staying you know energized with other people's energy can be kind of important too. A- absolutely, and then you can feed off each other because you know let's be honest, we're you know we need to maintain our job in communicating with the non-farming um, public on, on what we do, why we do it and why we're so great at it and just how sustainable we are. You know, U S soy has become su- synonymous with sustainable soy. And, and we really, really need to drive that home because our customers across the globe recognize that, but sometimes here at home, it, it gets forgotten. Very true. Well, you've got all the opportunity in the world, folks, to share your message and become a part of the Wisconsin Soybean uh, storytelling process. Wisconsin Soybean Association, always looking for your membership. And again, like Tony said, a lot of different ways that they are keeping you engaged in the process, including some of the uh, policy dialogue that's going to be happening in the month of March before everything gets wheels up going into the fields uh, for spring planting. And as always, that will involve Wisconsin Soybean as well with infield research that directly benefits our Wisconsin farmers. Stay up to date. Get involved. Go to badgerbean.com, coolbean.info to find out the latest efforts by your Wisconsin Soybean Association Board, as well as the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. And stay involved. Get involved in the process. You will not be disappointed. Tony Mellenthin, along with us, President of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, on your Wisconsin Soy Pod Update. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com.